And as promised, we are joined in the studio here by Reese and Tom from Sport UNE. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, we're just going to start by, I guess, you guys introducing yourselves and talking about your positions and what your role is at Sport UNE. Reese, we'll start with you if you want to take us away. Yeah, no worries. Uh, thanks for having us. My um, pleasure. Yeah, so I'm the Sport and Operations Manager down at Sport UNE. My main area of focus would be sort of student sport. Uh, so I look after all the intercollegiate events, uh, take the students away for nationals uh, with uni sport, um, also just run club sport on campus as well. Uh, and then also do day-to-day -day operations at the centre. So looking after, you know, our CST and making sure memberships and all that are flowing nicely. So, yeah, it's good. Wonderful. And I'm Tom Bauer. I'm the general manager of Sport UNE. Um, a bit similar to, to Reese, but in terms of like a more on the day-to-day -day operations, obviously uh, looking at the structural uh, infrastructures as well as a, from a business perspective, like how we can evolve Sport UNE to be bigger and better each year. So, yeah. Wonderful. So I guess um, you guys are here to more or less give us a bit of a wrap-up of 2019 from Sport UNE's perspective. We are. So I guess I'll let you guys take it away. What do you think the main success stories have been from this year in relation to sport and Sport UNE? Um, I think we're still the value, obviously, and we always talk about the wellness and well-being that sport provides in terms of being an outlet, but we're still valued significantly. We're by far the biggest uh, gym and membership like uh, in the region we had like uh, 3,000 members through the year like wow. uh, so I mean if you compare that to anyone else like uh, and the pricing as well is significantly less uh, to any of our competitors as well you, you're really looking at about like if you get a 12-month membership as a community person it's only around 11 bucks 12 bucks um, a week and I'm sure you can compare with other competitors a yes, little bit more definitely. than that. And it's not just the gym. That means that you can go play tennis, you can go squash, you can uh, you can play shoot hoops. And that's communities. Students are actually less, like they're under $10, so like a week. So it, it really is um, very much valued by our students. Um, I mean, we had three colleges uh, this year like a, that had over 75%, like a... Uh, of their students actually as members like uh, with us so that's a really big thing as well and uh, one of them which Reese will talk about uh, went on to win an MBPT competition as well so you know like we're seeing that in terms of uh, results uh, for sport but uh, I think I think yeah being able to provide particularly in this environmental situation that we're in that outlet for people uh, we we have uh, you know also most amount of classes out of any of uh, our competitors around here as well, over 30 classes, which include yoga uh, as well as Pilates, uh, body balance as well. So those real mindfulness, wellness uh, programs. Uh, and we're always looking to evolve as well. This year we had a well wellness and programs officer uh, who worked with our staff as well as our students going up to the colleges as well. Like uh, to really provide in those times of high stress around exams, uh, um, you know some different programs that we can do to really help our community. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 it's just such a, you know, such a large percentage of the population of Armadale, you know, that are out there every day, and the amount of traffic that we have coming through, uh, you know, to provide that for the um, for the community and students. You know, it's it's so important to have that that outlet and different outlets as well. I mean, you can go to the gym three, four times a week, and I know a lot of people struggle with that routine. Um, because they're just doing the same thing and they, they find it difficult to vary it up and that's what I just think is really good about the facility that they can they can change it up in, in different sports and, and different wellness activities that isn't just heading into the gym. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. 
and give a bit of scope as well for, for the listeners. We have between 250 to 300,000 visitors each year that go down to Sport UNE. Um, and particularly when uh, in trimester one and two, like uh, every night is heaving, isn't it, Reese? So, yeah. like, uh, we've got, you know, volleyball on Monday nights to basketball on Tuesdays to mixed netball on Wednesdays to, you know, every night there's something on, like, in those trimesters. Uh, so, I think per capita, like our students here at UNE, like, really value sport. We always bench above our weight as well when we go into competitions. So, um, and I think that just goes down to, you know, how much people actually get actively involved in uh, mm-hmm. just participation, active yeah. living, not so much sport. Like, a, And sport is a big facet of it, but you don't have to be sporty to have an active lifestyle. And I think that's becoming more prevalent uh, around our general community as to the importance to switch off and do yeah, some the clubs. Well, the club's pro- program is a good example, um, you know, of all the different sports that we run run down there with and this you know run by students as well which is really good having those uh committees you know with president uh treasurer secretary and you know the students are learning those valuable skills of running memberships organizing referees uh you know and then we have i think it's about 2200 participants over the year like students you know participating in all those sports from basketball netball volleyball um badminton you know so it just shows there's a lot of variety there different sports that people can get involved in uh, you know, that's not, you know, they might be a bit daunting, um, but they come down, they support their college, support their team, town team. Uh, you know, it's just, it's really great to see. Mm. Absolutely. So um, looking forward looking forward to next year, to 2020, are there any, I guess, projects or programs in the pipeline for next year that students can get excited about? I think what will happen is we'll have a lot more engagement in terms of trying to provide some different competitions. We've already like a spitballed a few different things. Yeah. We'd love to have a street ball comp. Oh yes, you know that would be a bit of fun to have like a three on three basketball comp. Get a DJ uh, and and really have a bit of fun like a with a big competition. That would be one that we'd love to bring in sometime yeah, through the year. Nice Twilight one. So. Yeah. Um, there's a few more other competitions we're looking at potentially uh, a pre-season Twilight Soccer uh, maybe as well cool there's those kind of things that and we do talk about the environment I know everyone's got a little bit of anxiety around that but to really switch off from that uh, and provide them with uh, you know a bit of an outlet uh, a pressure reliever and go and participate in sport as much as we can so of course so yeah. Um, yeah those are the big ones like we've got a few other things that I'm sure Reese can talk about as well. But even this year, just having a look at the review, I mean, I was looking through all the events that we did and, like, we hosted the State of Origin team this year. We had uh, the nice soccer camp. We had Country Rugby League rugby uh, playing here. We had New South Wales Country. We had the city <laughs> campus to see Canter. We had the National Rugby Camp uh, mm. going again. Like, uh, internally, we did Wellness Week in terms of the taste testers and yogas and stuff. Uh, for UNA Sports Academy, we had five athletes compete in an international event, which is phenomenal. Like uh, for just a regional, those are on-campus students that are then going and representing at a, an Australian and international level. Um, we had eight athletes that competed at uh, a national level, which is like competing for New South Wales or Queensland, and the chosen sports. So phenomenal, like in terms of what our students can do here. Like a uh, uh, and yeah. There's a lot of things, uh, Bellevue lights as well. Like uh, we had the unveiling up there, Bellevue. We had international level lights up there, 660 
what might have uh, been installed. So that happened this year as well as Albie's 50th anniversary as well. Uh, they We hosted that up at Bellevue. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, even on the weekend, one of our UNE Lions Rugby Sevens players uh, scored like a, a few tries for Australia over in Cape Town. Like a, wow. so, so I mean, there's a lot of things that are occurring for our students and, and that's what we're going to be growing for 2020. It's more providing that student experience for our students, more like to be in a rural and regional environment like a, and still get those pathway opportunities to represent at a higher level if, if that's what you want to do yeah. and not have to move to Sydney or Brisbane or anything like that to, to achieve that. If you don't want to do that, look, we've got participation and just active lifestyle uh, opportunities down sport as well. Yeah. I was going to um, I was going to bring that up actually as a rugby league fan and official myself. Um, having the Country Rugby League Championships at the start of this year hosted at the UNE venue, was that something that I guess, was that did that was did that provide benefits for UNE and sport UNE as much as it did for country rugby league? No, I think it's more. We all feel like a, we're a bit town with Gowan. We, we yes. have that uh, community mind in So, look, we have the f- facilities and capabilities to be able to host major events like that. And hence, why a lot of big teams like Parramatta Eels, even the year before, like uh, they came off the, their own bat to come up here. It wasn't. There's no, there was no partnership at that time. It was very much that they called and said, look, we'd like to move facility. away from uh, Sydney. You've got a fantastic facility with uh, rooms like uh, colleges only 200 metres away uh, and, and catering and everything. Is it possible if we can book you out for a week? So I was very disappointed so, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. there's... there's uh, we're always any time that we have a, a big national sporting organisation come, they they're always amazed at how close proximity everything is, from your accommodation to your playing fields to like a, to catering to everything. It's just right here. It's like its own little town, and there's not many places that can replicate that around. Uh, and that's why people keep coming back, like a, to to these kind of facilities. In terms of country rugby league and what that actually provides for us is that engagement, obviously. We have a strong partnership with New South Wales Rugby League uh, and the the boss of CRL, like Matty Parrish, uh, we, we know quite well as well. So it's, it's really, you know, that's our community, country rugby league. So we should try and provide as much as we can. I won't. Um, I won't spend too much time talking about rugby league because <laughs> I know there are other sports as much. So I'd love to talk about league for the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we obviously, yeah, we had the the country rugby league national championships early. I believe in January or February of this year, we had um, the thirteens and fifth the thirteens and fifteens teams play on the sport UNE fields. Um, do you, uh, what moving on to say rugby union for instance because I know the UNE Lions have a strong rugby union presence how has how has UNE teams fared in competitions around the area in terms of local rugby league tournaments local union tournaments soccer any other sports that we've participated in um, yeah so it just sort of depends on I guess on the competition so a, a few of our UNE clubs they they have the competition run just at UNE, so it's mainly sort of student teams, mm-hmm. and then you have the ones that play in external competitions. Um, for example, in Union, like Robin Albies. They play um, in the final. Yeah, so that was Ooh. yeah, it was Rob versus Albies in the grand final this year, and uh, it was huge. a close one from what I hear. Yeah, it was, it was an amazing was, match. You know, and uh, New a lot England of rugby. Too. Yeah, um, 
it was I think yeah over fifteen hundred. Yeah, um, there's close know. to two thousand like that were actually yeah. once you tacked in all the kids as well because we provided like uh, access for them. But which uh, yeah so yeah it would have been about two thousand. But the to have two student teams and like you know have that many community people as well come out and support uh, those colleges and you know a bit of alumni there as well. I think mm. uh, well there'd be a fierce rivalry between them. That's for yeah. sure. Finding yeah, out in the and final. They, yeah, New England Rugby said it was probably the best final in in years they've seen. Um, but they've kind of dominated uh, recently, really, the students. Mm. So Nepal as well. Like, uh, I mean, like our, our Nepal teams that participate, we've got the strongest Nepal competition going in terms of teams as well, like uh, out at UNE. And um, that's a good example as well. Most colleges do have a Netball team that participate in that. Like, uh, there's different areas that we can obviously improve. Uh, hockey's a big one for us, like uh, that we really want to get more engagement, obviously, with Hockey New England and uh, provide that opportunity uh, that they, our students already have with netball and rugby for our hockey participants because, uh, you know, that's that's definitely a big sport yeah, as well. Yeah, it's something we look at with the colleges next year is, is hopefully having that a UNE hockey club and, and trying to sort of strengthen that student team to compete against the uh, the local community mm. teams, in, especially in first grade when... You've got some teams there that have really dominated, um, and Robin Albies have their teams, and UNE has had a team. Um, but to sort of bring that together and, and strengthen mm. against the community teams, I think would be good. But you know, we have uh, like the UNE Outlaws as well in baseball. Uh, they've made the grand final, I think, the last two, or th- even three years. Uh, they have fallen short, um, so it'd be good. Hopefully, they can get over the line next year. Yeah, uh, get there. absolutely. Yeah, and also like the UNE Nomads as well, the yeah, AFL the side. Uh, you know, so it, it goes. We have a lot of. Uh, UNE teams that do play in those community sports, UNE City Cricket, they're leading first grade at the moment as well, um, which is a mix between students, staff and, and community. So, you know, to have those sort of facilities that they can train at, uh, it definitely... And that's just in the community as well, representing university, like um, we yeah. talk about the national uni games, like uh, university games that we participate in. Um, you know, this year we won gold, like uh, with... Uh, external students as well like yeah. so so for like uh, that's where we're probably branching as well is uh, like it is trying to engage as much as we can not only for the on campus but also our elite students that are off campus that want to represent UNE and Josie's a good example I'll let Racy talk yeah. about yeah. Josie. So Josie Talbot's one of our uh, elite student athletes um, she's part of N-Swiss down in uh, Sydney so she's a um, track cyclist but she's also done uh, a lot of road stuff as well and she traveled uh, to the Gold Coast with Catherine Hoskins as well who's wow. from Armadale so she swapped the mountain bike for the for the road bike because uh, they don't have mountain bike yet at those at the national championships um, so they went in the time trial where they won a bronze uh, and then Josie also won gold in the criterium and in the road race as well so it was a pretty successful week for her um, yes yeah, it sounds it yeah, yeah some of the best uh, female riders there so it was very impressive, uh, impressive effort, you know. And then the next, I think the week after or two weeks after, she went to New Zealand to compete in the Oceania Championships. So, congratulations, Josie! Shout yeah. out for from yeah. all of us here yeah. at Tune FM. Am I correct in, in saying that Armadale will also be hosting the national championships for mountain biking again next year? Well, we'll have yeah. the world, the, the world, world championship. World okay, championship. wow. So nationals so, are quite yeah. regular. We normally have nationals nearly yeah every year. We normally have a Lego championships, but we've got. We're probably one of three places in Australia that has uh, like that level, like a mountain bike uh, track. 
uh, actually in Armadale. The other two is Narang up at the Gold Coast there and Stromlo down near Canberra. Oh, yes. Okay, so um, so for us, that's really a point of difference for us compared to Metropolitans, I would say. Like yeah, a, because, and we're seeing that in terms of like as some of our lead athletes that we've got one of the best mountain biking like areas and, and, thus, and that's been reflected on being successful hosting the World Championships at the end of next year. Um, and to put that in perspective of how big that is, uh, the last place I was in was Italy, like uh, in Turin, I think it was, like mm. the last one. So it's gone from Turin to Armada. <laughs> so, uh, so I certainly, mean, that's, certainly a geographical distance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of the obviously the accolades as well that comes with that, it's going to be a phenomenal time. That's in November. So, uh, so we're really looking forward to that. But um, it's definitely. One of the biggest yeah. use, and particularly at the moment, all our schools are out there at the moment, like uh, utilising it uh, at the moment. So, yeah, no, it's really exciting for us. It's, it's a different area as well. It's that extreme sport that, you know, we want to provide that service and uh, an area that, that we really see of growth as well. Like, you, you never know each time. Like, uh, there's always a different one that's growing. Like, uh, basketball is a good example as well of another sport that's on the up as well, like in terms of participation and and people that come in down to shoot hoops from our members as well. Yeah. It's increasing too. Probably our other, our other good result from Nationals was the futsal, men's futsal team. Yes. Um, so Nationals Div 2 is, is hosted in July. And then if you get the in top two, you get um, promoted to Div 1 in September. Promotion relegations. Yeah, so there was 18 teams, so 18 universities, and uh, the UNE boys ended up getting silver. Oh. Um, just went down in the final, which is, I mean, it's a phenomenal effort because Div 1 is your top... 10 unis in in australia and then div 2 is um you know the next 32 so you've depending on who enters but it's a you know it's a very competitive competition i mean they're versing some of the standstone universities you know that got thousands of students to choose from and uh, for those boys to put the effort in and train every week uh, to get the silver medal was a great effort and they went to div 1 uh, finished seven uh, seventh out of 12 uh, Div one, they had a couple of extra just because of the, the new system. But um, you know, any of the top eight teams could have won. They they drew with the team that ended up winning. Wow! Um, so they were up there with the best in Australia. So Australian they, universities. Will they stay in Div one next year, or have they been relegated? Uh, they'll stay. So the top eight. Wow. Do stay? Yeah. The reason yeah. they had twelve is just because um, they changed the system. So the year before you. If you won Div 2, you went into Div 1 the next year. Oh, I see. Um, yep, gotcha. So that's why there was a few extra teams. But, yeah. you know, it's they'll, they'll head next year. They've actually put Div 1 and Div 2 together next year. So we're looking forward to Perth. Wow. Uh, yeah, in September 2020. So It certainly sounds like there's a lot of exciting things coming up. The World Championships of Mountain Biking in November next year. Obviously, the, the team performing in Div 1 certainly it's something for them all to be proud of yep. when it comes to sports and UNE related sports UNE teams how can students get involved if they want to register for one of these teams or try out or sign up is there is it just a matter of going into sport UNE and yeah. discussing it with one of the team members down there yeah definitely um, so that's that's my area and uh, they're welcome to come in and you know get my card and send an email through I've also set up a landing page on sportune.com.au um, if they head there to uh, university and then head to the university sports section, uh, there's an expression of interest form that we have there so they can fill that out, you know, their sport, put on what level they've sort of played at, um, what they're interested in, and then that way I can add them to the, the mailing list that, that sort of goes out to students to say these are when trials are um, and how they can get involved. 
So a few of the sports um, are helped run by the clubs as well. So we have um, some people that are they're very interested in it and they, they look to help out myself and, and run those trials and facilitate them. Um, but we're looking to bring on a few, a few more coaches next year as well uh, to sort of provide a bit more of a, a sport program during the year where those that are interested can train regularly um, with a Wonderful. coach. Yeah. yeah, that's probably where it will evolve as well, definitely with our sports academy, is that we already have the athletes. Like uh, Now we also want to coach the coaches to get them to be, because that's only going to benefit everyone. Like, like if we actually have them back in the community, um, you know, that would be amazing for our competitions, like uh, not only from UNE, but also... Uh, around the area, Tamworth, Armadale, and that, they go back and they get the experience through us and through our connections to actually engage with, you know, if you're a league man, who, what's your team that you follow? Uh, Parramatta Eels. You do follow uh, the Eels, I know yeah. you miss it. So if he went with BA, so Brad Arthur, like isn't, that's, Brad's a really good guy in terms of being able to help with that, and Craig Soltano, who's their manager, it'd only take two seconds for us to call and say, look, we have this guy that's up and coming, uh, or girl for that matter and uh, and they really want to have a bit more experience at a national level yeah if they do work experience BA would say straight away yeah, no which worries. is which is tremendous and a huge mm. credit to the parameter to the team as a whole with the mm. culture that is that welcoming to mm. students and up-and-coming athletes mm. what um uh, and of course I know a few years ago the NRL referees came up here as well to do some yep. drills which was remarkable again as I'm a CRL referee, so that's something that I, uh, again, very disappointed that I missed out on that one as well. Um, given that obviously we've spoken at length about your sport programs and sport UNEs, I guess, role in the community, and I would of course encourage any student that's on campus to, or in the community even, not just students to sign up for a sport UNE membership. Mm. I've got one. I can say personally how much it is worth and how much it is a good investment. For online students who obviously may not be in the area, who can't get a membership for Sport UNE. What sort of general tips would you encourage them to do to ensure they can stay fit and, I guess, maintain a decent exercise regimen on by themselves without necessarily having a membership? Yeah, I, I think a big one, and Reese will probably uh, have a bit more on this as well, but uh, there's a few different elements that we always see, uh, particularly with our, like, uh, being involved now with Sports Academy and being aware of all our students and and uh, with trimesters and how much toll that takes on a lot of our students. Uh, yeah, absolutely. In terms of like workloads, so th- there's a few elements that we always break it down in. The first one is uh, obviously sleep is sleep is vital. You got to switch your phone off, like a um, because uh, particularly with our phones. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of listeners that are listening here, most people when they go to bed they scroll, like uh, they hop right on now. That's uh, not going to help in terms of the light that comes on your smartphone no. and it keeps your brain active. Uh, but also the people, the reason why so many people are always checking their phones and picking up their phones is like it releases dopamine. So, I mean, dopamine is the same feeling that people get when, you know, uh, if you're a gambler and you're an addict and you, you play the pokies or something like that. It just releases that, you know, it's a reward system uh, in terms of chemical balance. So switching totally. off your phones like uh, before bed is, is vital. Having eight hours uh, is normally a good like target to try and hit as well in terms of sleep uh, to be able to access. And then also uh, water is a really important component as well. Like, uh, and 
a big one. They normally say around what three liters, isn't it? As well, yeah. like as well. But you have your first five hundred mils as soon as you wake up. Mm-hmm. Just depending so, how active yeah. you are. You and know. that's that's a, even the Japanese uh, are big on that as well. Like that's where that's come from as well. But but uh, you know, so it's it's having that. Not so much always that active living, but also everything around it. Your your yeah, diet is also complementary is, things. You know that yeah, there's a lot of people you see try and put that they put hours in or try and put all that effort in, and then they go home and they you know smash just, cookies yeah. and and it's it's all about eating healthy and and if you eat healthy in moderation yeah and in moderation you know it it makes the working outside a lot easier as well. I mean mm. it's a le- lot less of a daunting task when your body is being rewarded. You know and you're uh, giving it nutrients and uh, you know, it's it just makes it everything easier. For your Absolutely, body, you know? yeah. And so. I um and I think that is certainly a lot of people will talk about exercise for weight loss or exercise for heart health or general health. But mm-hmm. if you go, you need to couple that with healthy diet as well. Otherwise, you're just going to see no results whatsoever. Well, and I, yeah. and full disclosure, of course, to our listeners, I say that as someone that is attempting to, I guess, shed a fair few <laughs> extra kilos. So I know that I know that how important it is to have both of them hand in hand rather than trying to focus one over the other. Yeah. Sleep is, I always put sleep above so yeah. much. But like just in a, this stressful day and age where we've got so much, like people are so active, there's so much going on all the time. You, like your information overload in terms of smartphones and the accessibility to get something. Like 15 yeah. years ago, you couldn't just go, oh, what was that song that I, like, oh, yeah, the song, and then you just Google it and it's two seconds. Mm. Or, you know, like so you can continually get that information. It's just... Uh, it's amazing in terms of the technologies that we've got, but it's also, you know, that double-edged sword where, you know, having a little bit of restraint away from the phone is always a really good one, like a yeah. detox from <laughs> certain yeah. things as well is also really good. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's, it, and my other advice would be probably it's a it's a long-term goal. You know, yeah. It's not a short 100%. fix. Yeah, completely. And that, you know, it's, it's little steps. It's not all going to, you know, be turned around in a few weeks. Um, you know, it's a lifestyle change. It, you know, it's not just about joining up to a gym, uh, but in terms of you know sleep and stress, you know even just doing yoga once a week. I've mm. started started doing that as well, um, and I found it's just a great great time to get in tune with your body and you switch off from that work work stress. And it's you know it's a really good option. Um, you know that's quite quite easy on the body. And, There's lots yeah. of different things that you can do. Different people like as well to to chill out like. Um, like you can do even ASMRs, like if you've mm. heard of ASMRs, like as well. Uh, so you can look it up on YouTube for people who are listening. It's actually like at different techniques and sounds and like it, even to the point where some people just like watching people like get a massage or something. It's like or, or uh, different relaxing sounds like a, to bring that heart rate down. There's, uh, yeah, any mindfulness and different directions. But uh, I think in terms of the work and... and is also understanding what uh, different foods do different to your body, like what carbohydrates do, like in terms of providing energy, what protein does, which is your recovery, you know, like, a, and and once you understand what each part has and how much you probably need and when you should have certain things, like, a, it also makes it a lot easier as well, like, a, but... Yeah, uh, and everyone's different, you know, you gotta yeah. try different things and don't just follow one diet. Um, because it worked for, for one person, you know. You've got to find what's right for you mm. um, and with your schedule and, and what you can work around. Uh, but for those, you know, externals as well with busy lifestyle or people on the road as well, it even makes it tougher. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for those that come up to Armidale, we, we do have a res school membership as well, yep. um, a two-week membership. So when they do come up here and they have intensive schools, make sure that they drop by as well. It's, Absolutely, and yeah. that's that's good to know. And I'm sure any external listeners listening to this will get will take uh, take that away from this, that um, you do have such a good program for online students. Yeah, there's also like a lot of portals. Like Reese has already talked about email as, as well through him. But look, we've got our social media platforms as well. So if you need to just message us on Facebook or on Instagram, you can look them up. So our Instagram is sportune2351 and our Facebook is sportune1938 as well. So, so I mean, you can look them both up. Uh, yeah, give us a follow. Send us messages like how we respond. So, need some advice. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you need some advice or you need... Uh, Anything we're, we're always happy to help because uh, I mean anything that can benefit the UNA community is always good for us as well. The um, I guess that and that's good to know and I'm sure that um, that would be our general I guess advice for online students just when they're at home or if they do want to start something you know exercise wise. Yeah, my general advice would be drink a lot of water, um, make sure to couple it with a healthy diet and exercise as simple as jogging three four times a week can do wonders um so we've been speaking for approximately half an hour now so we'll sort of um sort of bring this to a close the last question that i really have before i let you guys sort of provide any more things you want to talk about would be uh i'd be remiss if i didn't ask this given how much interest there has been amongst our student body are there any i guess updates relation relating to the opening of the sport UNA pool that's been sort of i guess dogged by setbacks ever since it was first announced <laughs> yeah uh yeah i can provide the the updates like ultimately for us uh, in terms of the construction like uh, they're getting to the end of that now like uh, it has been held off a little bit but it's not so much that it's been held off as that we've found a few things that we could actually uh do extra to make I sure see. that it's uh beneficial everyone uh for everyone and and the reason why as well we've also taking the time to do that is because of the environment that we're currently in. We're in level five restrictions at the moment. Um, and look, the water is going down and we you know this weekend uh, that we're going to have 37 degrees. Scorch. Like uh, through it, uh, I mean, even from Thursday, it's 35 plus. So so, um, so those things, we're, we're extremely environmentally conscious, not only from Sport UNE, but from a university uh, perspective. So I think it'll be once everything is completely done at the pool. It will be those conversations with council to see, obviously, um, first of all, where we actually are in terms of the community and what we can actually provide. And secondly, as well as, um, you know, we are as students as, as well, like, and we were both students at UNE as well, we're both alumnus, is, um, is, is just being conscious of the footprint that we have uh, on the environment as well. From of a business course. perspective, we... 100% like a, would like it to go through, but we definitely need to go through the right channels with council to make sure that we're conscious and doing the right thing as well as with our university uh, and yeah, so absolutely. that we're in line with them. But look, in terms of the construction, uh, yeah, it's getting right uh, to the close of, uh, of construction, which is exciting for us. And That's certainly um, very positive that in yeah. the next few weeks or months, hopefully construction will you all be finished. Just do a rain dance for me. It would be lovely. Yeah, okay. Or, you know, oh, like oh, every been, day if we do worry, a bit of a rain dance, that. Yeah, yeah, like we've that been would be doing awesome enough of those. because yeah. uh, if I, I mean, I, I mean, it's a, it's a given. If the level five restrictions drop down to level four, level three, level two, we might it won't right. even be a conversation of yeah. you know, environmentally conscious. It'll be like, hey, let's do look, it. 
we're on. So, well, that's, yeah. so I guess that's good to know that the general update would be hopefully um, if we can get a bit of rain, if we can get a little bit of uh, an ease on the current mm. you know, harsh situation, it may be a possibility for opening um, next year. Um, if that happens, obviously, fingers crossed from all of us here that it does. But it is exciting to know that um, I'm assuming that full like construction will be totally done. Would it be safe to say by, say, February, March next year? Yeah, I think it will be pretty close. So, yeah. It might even be earlier. Like, uh, we'll um, we'll have that done. But what will happen is, yeah, then it's that process of getting an, an exemption. Yeah, of uh, course. Uh, through council and and, and as and we know, like, uh, I mean, if it rains, like what I said, like it'd be a lot easier that exemption to get through uh, compared to like uh, the present because it is like I mean, even you look at Malpas Dam and not. It's scary, but it is going down still. Like it and D Day is getting closer in terms of so you need to balance out that you know, do do we wanna swim or do we wanna drink water sometimes, you know, like is it going to get to that point? Like uh, so so ultimately for us is once that's um complete in construction then we cross yeah. that bridge as to you know, that process to operate. Well, that's wonderful. Um, I guess for people listening to this, the main takeaway would be if all goes to plan and if we get a little bit of Let's rain. Do the rain dance, guys. Still in the rain dance. start rain dancing. Mm. With a bit of luck, we may well have a pool open next year, but be, but we just have to wait and see on that, which is what we've been doing, and we just hope that eventually we do get our yeah. we do get a wonderful pool to ourselves. It is week by week. Of like course. It really is. Like we, yeah. we actually, like I said, I've never looked at weather like a more than what I have this year and I don't think anyone to see realize. what the forecast are Sometimes. and to see uh, I think every month we look at the 12 month outlook like because they review it every the bomb like a bureau of meteorology yeah. every month uh, update like in terms of the Indian Ocean Dipole which is causing a lot of the drought as well as the uh, La Nina and El Nino effect in the Pacific so uh, and look where it looks like next year will be a neutral, uh, fingers crossed, which means that it's not going to be crazy rain, but it's not going to be dry as what we've had this year. I will so say I've stopped looking at the bomb outlooks because it just depresses me. Yeah, <laughs> it gets, no, it gets tough, too depressing. Yeah. Um, well, I want to say again a huge thank you to both of you for coming on and speaking with us. It's been very informative, and I'm hoping that our listeners can take as much away from this as I have. Before we let you guys go, do you have anything you want to add on to anything we've discussed at all? No, I think in terms of obviously – I think we just want to make contact with our UNE students and listeners and everyone like uh, as well. So please go onto our social media channels like uh, and if you have any messages, questions, anything like that, uh, send them on uh, a DM message on Instagram on Sport UNE two three five one or uh, Facebook at Sport UNE nineteen thirty eight. Wonderful. And Reese, did you have anything you wanted to yeah, add? Yeah, no. We can just we can guide them in the right direction. You know, so if they're unsure of anything, just get in contact. Wonderful. And we'll let them know. So again, um, that was recent on from Sport UNE. If you do have any interest in, I guess, becoming involved in any of Sport UNE's programs or a membership, please get in touch with them. I can vouch personally for how uh, worthwhile a membership is. And if there, and again, the lasting thing we'd like you to do for us, and especially Sport UNE, would be to do as many rain dances as you possibly can, <laughs> not just for the community in the town, but for the pool. I think we'll Yeah, I think we need a little <laughs> bit more moisture. But anyways, that was recent Tom from Sport UNE with our wonderful wrap up of twenty nineteen. We will have another interview coming at you from eleven o'clock tomorrow. Until then, we've got some wonderful music coming up. We're going to play you out with Harder by Jax Jones and Baby Rexa on Tune FM one oh six point nine.